It's okay, you're in the right place. This is the Cafe Coucho podcast. Good evening, or good morning if you're listening to The Repeat, and welcome to Cafe Calcio, the show on Resonance 104.4 FM that examines the sport of football in its cultural context. I'm Chris Dixon, and this week I am joined by David Stubbs. Why, all right. Hello there. How was your week off, David? Oh, it's diverting. And, um Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a depressing time to be an Arsenal fan at the moment, Um but it was somewhat assuaged by uh, by last night's result. Uh, but you know, I've got to that stage really. You know, being an, you know an Arsenal fan, I think it could be a very keyed up and anxious experience. But now, really got to that stage where uh, I guess chaps like yourselves, what Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. you know, in fact, you'll 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 take anything, you know. Yes. Every now and again, yes. it's quite nice actually. It's almost I'm settling, you know, I'm sort of come down. Be- you're becoming what? You're becoming a more down to earth. I am. Yeah. Football I've fan. Come, I've come down not notch or two to the level of like you know. The, How does that feel? Tom Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all right, you know, just roughing it with the, uh, you know, roughing the mid- it with the middle rankings <laughs> and the yeah. yeah. It's not too bad, is yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, look. Yeah. To be fair, my experience Almost and your experience is it is. It's yeah. like a nice yeah. breezy walk on a cliff, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, on, on a miserable day in mid-January. Yeah. 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 Uh, I shed all my you. aristocratic it's expectations and are now happy to jostle with the hoi polloi. And it's not too bad, is no, it? No, not at all. No, no, no. No. Different type of conversation about the football when you have it. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just morbid disappointment all of the time. There's a problem, isn't there, with Arsenal at the moment, and it's it's he's gotta go, hasn't he? Yeah, he's gotta go. He should have gone at the end of last season. And then the idiots gave him a three year contract. Um, and we're just stuck with this kind of bizarre situation. You're in a hinterland, aren't once, you? Once almost. brilliant but stubbornly eccentric geezer. And they'll probably have to send in like the military to get rid of him eventually, I would imagine. It'd be like getting rid of Colonel Gaddafi or something. I mean, you're asking... It's effectively like asking him to abdicate, isn't yes. it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. He just um, simply won't go no. until and he, he dies. Has, and he has, a bit like Ferguson did, he has a sort of... I think he has a great power, actually, over the kind of people that, you know, 
Kevin Santino. I think he's been. He's um, well. He put Gazidis in there, didn't he? He yeah, put exactly, the, man, yeah. the man, the people on the board. Yeah. It's almost as if the manager has appointed yeah. the board rather than the board has appointed the manager. Yeah, Arsene Wenger there. Indeed. Yeah. Um, not quite the topic of tonight's theme, uh, but obviously it, it's football, so it all runs into each other. Um, so, Chris Roberts isn't here. Amanda Jacks isn't here. Now, Amanda Jacks has been travelling with work, so that's fair enough. But Chris oh. Roberts isn't here, but he is on the show. He's off watching Everton on their travels in Wolfsburg in Germany. So that kind of makes up the matter of tonight's theme, over land and sea. Can the football fan who travels all over to follow their club lay claim to being sort of in some way enlightened as a football fan, maybe, as a person? Eh, Worldly-wise, probably not. They're just completely mad, aren't they? And isolated from any form of personal growth that you would other get, otherwise get from travelling. They're isolated from it by the fact that, you know, the culture of football that surrounds you doesn't really give you anything else, does it? It's just this bubble that you, you, you kind of travel with. You're thinking about pretty much nothing else but the game and doing nothing else but leading into the game. The game is that zenith. And then you travel back afterwards. Mm. You know, so obviously there's more in it than that, isn't there? But it's the inspiration for the conversation. That's the question that's going to act as that to this show anyway. So there, you know, we're not worried about whether or not we're asking rubbish questions. We're we're merely the headline, two different headlines of the Daily Mail, isn't it, really? (laughs) And trying to fill in the gaps in between. And my gosh, are there some gaps. You can join in, email cafecalcio at gmail.com or tweet at cafecalcio. We do love to hear from you. And um, yeah, we also read out fan mail. We've also got music from Todd Turrier a little bit later as well to finish off with. So... Chris Roberts is over in Wolfsburg uh, to complete, you know, to look at the actual score and, and the, and the, uh, the on-pitch action. It's uh, Wolfsburg nil, Everton nil. We'll hopefully speak to him in about 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, live from the game. We don't know if we'll be able to sort that out or not. You know, it's a hectic environment. Can't get any signal in Selhurst Park if you're trying to make a phone call yeah. at half-time, yes. I can tell you that much. But, uh, but yeah... I- North London last mm. night. I mean, from the well, not even from last night. Uh, Finsbury Park. Mm. I was around eight o'clock in the morning, just travelling to work, and already there were Dortmund fans on the street with a beer in hand. Oh yeah, yeah. soaking up what was a particularly miserable and foggy uh, North London. And, well, of course, what Dor- is there in that experience? I know. What I mean, actually, it's a similar thing with Anderlecht. Apparently, you know, when their, when their fans came over, um, apparently, you know, somebody was walking past, you know, one of the underground, you know, carriages mm. at um, I think at Highbury Islington actually, and then the um, the doors kind of whoosh open, and then there comes this tremendous wump of like alcoholic stench, you know, <laughs> um, you know because they they had absolutely yeah they they they'd leathered you know, it they had leathered it you know, and I think this is clearly one of the kind of factors of. Um, you know, of a way support, especially you don't know, it becomes a you know, it's, it's a jolly boys outing, um, and that adds a whole kind of, you know, holds a completely different vibe. Because um, there are obviously different demographics mm. that travel away. There's the same way there are mm. different demographics that go to football in the first place. So not I mean, everyone's after yeah. that experience. No, absolutely. I, I, I mean, the, the Dortmund fans last night. I mean, you could just see them. I mean, you know, the only equipment you get in, in the Premier League is Crystal Palace, actually. In that, you know, the particular end is. Mm. 
just, you know, like sort of bouncing from that relentlessly on mass, you know, regardless of the result and regardless of the fact that their team were actually, ta- you know, were, were, you know, were pretty Well, they were beaten by Arsenal last exactly, night, which, which means is, they can't you know, actually have played sh- very well. There's a lot of shame in that at the moment, yeah. I mean, they were pretty poor and they've been put pretty poor, alarmingly poor in the Bundesliga, haven't they? But... Um, but that it was a bit, or also reminded me of like Portsmouth at that time as well, when you know they just sort of like sort of bounce on mass relentlessly yep. on regardless, um, and you know that's that's very much what they were doing. Come and, win um, or lose, rain or shine, they'll be there and and, and bouncing. Yeah, yeah. It's do you need? I do, you know, I, I do like that. I do like the kind of solidity of that. Definitely, it's you know the solidarity of that. It's. Um, but as regards, obviously, you know, the, the, the cultural experience that they're getting, I, I think it's a bit like Stagnite or whatever. When I, you know, he's got Amsterdam and Stagnite. There's always a few kind of bookish types like yeah. me that go off on these things. You know, there's, there's the kind of like the leery sort of vanguard that go off and do all kinds of horrendous yeah, stagnite you, you, things. You, yeah. And we kind of just gradually hand back and we detach from the kind of in the main party. And we take in some of the more cultural aspects of cities like... Amsterdam and Prague, rather than get you know absolutely trolled. Have you travelled to sure there was, with Arsenal? I, I I haven't. No, no. But I I think especially with a culture team like Arsenal, there's definitely going to be. Uh, <laughs> you know, Art galleries are going to be full of oh, red and white scarves. Well, no, no, no. I think you would find that definitely, particularly with Arsenal. I think that's definitely something. Yeah. You might be able to find it with. <laughs> More, some of the more boorish teams, but um, oh dear yeah, me, yeah, yeah, that's I, that's appalling, David. You see, mm. because it's it's appalling on two levels. Firstly, that you can say a thing, and secondly, that it might actually be quite true. Mm. Yeah, well, this is it. Yes, yes, yes. Other teams don't like to hear it, but um, but um, yeah, <laughs> better class of fan. But the, 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 you know, obviously, you know, the the, the travelling fan though is the kind of. You know, it's part of the kind of heart and soul of the game, really, isn't mm. it? You know, I mean, they, they, you know, invariably, you know, they, they outshout, you know, the kind of home opposition with a kind of slightly sullen sense of either entitlement or impending inevitable disappointment. Um, so it's, I think, from a footballing point of view, I think it's, it's, you know, uh, you know, I think that the, the, the way they behave, you know, and is absolutely tremendous. You know, I think that they're they're absolutely boon. You don't really want kind of bookish types kind of coming in dribs and drabs or whatever mm. and uh, you know trying to sort of fit in a visit to the Van Gogh Museum or whatever I think you do need you know obviously on the right side of like no, not throwing cafe chairs around you do need um, that sense of you know it genuinely you know this is where like people have their cake and eat it sometimes I mean you wouldn't necessarily want to be in that crowd um, if you were kind of socially squeamish or whatever yep. but this is what the vibe of football is about. These people are absolutely, it's kind of pumping essence. There's no doubt about it. No, without without any doubt, you need mm. that kind of visceral atmosphere, don't you, that comes from mm. a few jars. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've never travelled to Europe with Palace. I mean, there's been some European friendlies, you know, pre-season friendlies. Uh, mm. We went to Augsburg at the beginning of this season oh, yeah. in a Bundesliga side in, mm. in near Munich. Mm. Um, but I didn't go to that because I was working. That's not mm. particularly exciting for you to hear, I know. But nonetheless, it's it's definitely something that, you know, one would hope or Palace fans would hope that if we can sort of establish ourselves at the top level, that there mm. is that idea that there may well be, you know, European football mm. in the future. And I love, I think every fan would love to see their club compete away on European soil. Mm. Mm. Um, it, it it just to sort of to 
not just to you know to get the train or to not just to get the train up north or something, mm. but to take the Eurostar across and change in Paris or Belgium or wherever else, or or to actually get on a plane to see your club play. Mm. I think would does really kind of lend something of a sense of occasion, um, yeah. and especially if you don't you don't go out there that often. Yeah. Chris Roberts follows Everton. Mm. They don't get that much European <coughs> football. They haven't had, oh, no. you know, they've had a couple of Champions League seasons in the past decade. Mm. They've been in the European uh, Europa League a couple of times. But they're not a traditionally, you know, they're not over in Europe all that much. Mm. So, um, also, Chris has blagged it. He's managed yeah, to get. He's managed yeah. to get a ticket. Yeah, yeah. With, with his friends to the game. I suppose a certain thing. Part of that excitement is the sort of excitement you get. You know, to, if you it depends where you go. I mean, like for instance, Arsenal. If you go. The spot I generally go to is just behind the goal that they play towards in the second half. And mm-hmm. I honestly feel, even, you know, the more expensive seats are up in the galleries or whatever, and it really does feel like, you know, you're among people who think they're at the opera or something like that. Yeah. And you feel that your presence there has absolutely no bearing on the game. You might as well be watching on television. But you do feel, if, you know, in certain circumstances of football, you do feel that you are genuinely influencing events. You do feel that if you actually behave, you know, and vote on one, you can mm-hmm. influence events. Um, and you can be actively involved, even yeah. at the level of, you know, even at that sort of premiership level. And I think that um, it's probably the feeling that you get, you know, when you go abroad. There is this sense of like, you know, the travelling army or whatever. Like, you know. I think there's a genuine sense in which they know that if they can go along there and they can make a real difference, and they can personally, you know, perhaps have a kind of, albeit you know, individual, small effect on the outcome of the game. And I think that in itself, you know, it's not a purely vicarious thing no. at all. And it's not, you know, the fiction. They can go out and they can genuinely make a difference to the result, depending on how how they behave. And I don't mean how well they behave, just I want to know how extra yeah, no, they exactly. how much, you know. Yeah, how much they give it. Obviously, and how bad much behavior is, is a bad thing, and that's no, a given. Exactly. What we're talking about. You but know, you just... can, yeah, you're not talking about negatively influencing yeah. events. Anyone yeah, can yeah, kind yeah. of throw a half bot- plastic bottle of, of yeah, something, yeah, yeah. which you're not allowed to see within yeah. sight of the pitch. Anyone can throw a lighter. That's throw a great a thing with Arsenal. When, they, when, they, when they're sold, you know, they throw wine. I mean, I thought that was almost kind of quite proud. What? <laughs> you see that? The Arsenal fan threw um, red wine or wine at the, um, at the Man United dugout. That's fantastic. I mean, that, that, there's, I, I felt a sort of, you know, obviously deplorable. That's, I mean, no, no, no. I, I, I would say that's almost it was entirely wine. permitted. That, that it was wine or whatever. Right. Brandy would have been even better. But what wine? <laughs> Followed swiftly. I don't mm. need this monocle. Mm. There we go. <laughs> right. Uh, let's have a catch up with Chris Roberts. He's a guest because he's done something interesting. As I've said, he's gone chasing Everton on tour. Uh, I caught up with him a little earlier uh, on his way to the ground. Chris, there already seems to be a bit of atmosphere going on. You've made it to Wolfsburg. Right up against the Wolfsburg Arena, and it's a really boss ground. There was some chance of City ground earlier, but that was just us giving attitude because it is really quite a lovely ground. And they do a very good farmer's market as well. Prelude to this. And it's just been what you're meant to do when you go to European football. You get playing to a train, and then you um, you have nice food, quality public transport, not not privatised rail. And we uh, went to a farmers market and had fantastic food and drink. And it really loved Christmas market, yeah. So, oh, of course, because you're in because you're in Germany, and it's 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 approaching the time. Of Germany, course, yeah. Christmas markets. What a fantastic time to go. So you got the plane over to. So you flew over. She should have told him Berlin. Yeah. And, uh, and then, um, got a, okay, you got to go. Um, sorry. 
Uh, just going in now to pick up our tickets. Ooh, exciting! See, this is live. This, you know, this is this is this is live. It's all happening now. Ooh. It sounds. It sounds like there's more going on there than just your usual away trip. I mean, um, so I mean, just tell us the story so far. Other than you know the farmers markets, have there been any dramas or anything like that? Not really, no. I mean, we went to the sort of bar area where, obviously, it's the kind of place where English people disgrace themselves in Spain in the summer, that kind of bar and tattoo, a little bit of nightclub. We went in there as a heavy police presence, but no, okay. not at all. They, you know, they, they think the bars are singing songs. It's kind of, um, I'm just, it's really strange walking into this corporate thing now, mm-hmm. um, where uh, there's, I feel like I've entered a posh hotel, because, you know, we're, we're in that particular bit of it. And... Um, no, it, it, everything, everything that could have gone wrong hasn't gone wrong so far. Excellent. It could yet go wrong, obviously, on the pitch, but also uh, getting back to Berlin in time and, you know, all that. But it's, uh, it, it, to me, this is, this is travelling abroad, meeting new people, yeah. chatting to them, having their food, drinking their drink, not in a, in a violent way, just in the kind of, you know, just, you're just experimenting with different stuff. And you're, you're watching football under the floodlights in a place you'd never normally visit. Is that... Is that making? Yeah, does this make the occasion sort of more exciting than your regular football match? Is that? Does it really add to that sense of occasion? I I think so. I mean, you've got you get excited during your local rivalries, obviously, but to go somewhere where you just wouldn't go otherwise is a really big deal. Yeah, and um, it's just terribly nice to to do this and um, yeah, and and meet people because obviously the, the fans you meet as well, a lot of the Everton fans, you kind of. You've got similar experiences, but uh, um, you've never met before. So it's just that bunch of people of our generation talking about Everton over the years and going away, and it's been uh, been very good. And uh, this is quite strange walking talking to you doing a radio interview because uh, we've just got our three tickets and we're now entering the uh, kind of uh, corporate area of the. Stadium. So you're um, not going to be saying, so before I, before I talk about Wolfsburg itself, just, you're not going to be in with the Everton fans tonight? No, no, we're going part of the UEFA family this evening. Ah. Part of me regrets it because um, obviously the opportunity to sing wonderful, wonderful songs, uh, but I've already partaken of that on the day And I would like to say there's an awful lot of uh, Wolfsburg fans wearing wolf masks. You know how I want Wolfsburg to be full of wolves? It is. I'm looking at three or four of them now with wolf masks on, and that's that's delighted and made me smile. Actual um, wolves. Actual wolf masks, actual wolves in Wolfsburg. It's what you want, I think. So let's talk more about Wolfsburgs then, Wolfsburg, uh, because obviously... They're really on form. They're they're trained in the league. They're barely beaten in a while. I I wasn't talking about the team, Chris. I wasn't talking about the team. I was talking about the town, because it... Obviously, it's it's a it's a. Town, uh, it, it looks a bit modern. I mean, we just got it after dark. Nice railway station. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's. Uh, do you get a sense that it is? Do, do you get a? Oh, hello. Do you get a sense that it is of VW? Do you get a sense that it is just like it's a one I, I business can't town? To make that judgment, that would be very unfair. To be a company town, I get what you're saying. I, I haven't got enough knowledge to do that. You've, you've, you've wandered in. You've wandered in. You've been to a Christmas market. Now you're off to the football. Does it feel like somewhere that you've said already you ordinarily wouldn't go to? Is it got anything to recommend it to other people? It's got a really good Volkswagen museum. <laughs> a nice river. 
I don't know where else. You know, it's in Hollywood. Somebody just told me it's a really bad day. You know what's going on? I think you've got, you've, got, you've got a bit of a cross-reference there. Um, so it, I, I, don't, I don't know, Chris, to be honest with you. It's not... Uh, it's not um, a DC Florence and the Defenders there in contained, but it's uh, it's a nice enough looking town. Yeah. Okay. Uh, people who cycle around in the passenger. I, I really can't go beyond that. I, okay. I got it by train, walked around the centre and had a nice. Yeah. Because yeah. my experience of Leverkusen is that it's it's just a weird place because it's a works town, you know. So it's built around buyer. There's yeah. not really much there that to sort of lend itself to anything particularly cultural. It seems like a very fabricated place. Um, if you've not seen enough of Wolfsburg, you can't really it. say for that. So that's fair enough. I, I can't make a comment on that. I really that would be terribly unfair. Okay. Um, to be honest. So who, who have you gone with? You said you're in the FIFA family. You're, you're visiting um, with the FIFA family or whatever. I mean, who's who's well, made this trip with you? Burma. We've met a bunch of people on here. Uh, Andy Berman, who uh, has got the tickets here. So we don't know who we've got tickets from. It's, uh... Oh, so it's all, it all sounds a bit backhanded, Chris. Uh, it, I, I've absolutely, I couldn't possibly comment on that. <laughs> you just had to give a ticket away to somebody, but he, he kind of wanted. He didn't want it. It was during the neutral agency, but not in the uh, in the thing. Uh, it's it's a it's a way of getting to football. Yeah. You know, it's uh, this is. Uh, you get in by whatever means. There's probably I've been told that there were you know two and a half thousand official tickets, and there's six thousand Evertonians here, so you can do the maths yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, Demand is, is well out in the way supply. that we have. Um, however, however, they've got the they've got the tickets and got the tickets. So um, yeah, we're in a, we're in a neutral end. Um, so I mean, but, uh, does this travel? It's, it's part of the excitement of travelling away. Yeah. So I mean, you haven't necessarily travelled on spec, have you? Okay, no, I need, I need to, um, I need to stop the interview now. I'll uh, speak to you later. Okay, fine. Bye. Bye. Okay. Thank you, Chris. So there we are. Chris Roberts had to go really, really quickly. Um, but he's back. He's here right now on the phone from Wolfsburg. It's half time in that match at the moment. Roman Lukaku has scored. Uh, so it's Wolfsburg nil, Everton two. So the team's second in the Bundesliga is currently losing. No, sorry, not two, one. one. Where did that come from? I don't know. Sorry, David Subs, I'll put your microphone up. Anyway, Chris, tell us why you had to go. Well, why had to go? Because we thought that they were going to stop us coming in, what we thought was a German end. And we've actually come into this end and... We're not exactly surrounded by police, but there's at least another 150 in the immediate area. And we're kind of midway between uh, Curve and Nord, which is, which is brilliant. They're, they're north end. is fantastic singers, really good banners, and uh, making a lot of noise. The main away end is uh, kind of opposite us, but there, there seems to be sort of Everton fans all over the gap. So I probably need them come, to be honest, but it, it did look like they just picked somebody out for them. Um, uh, but obviously he wasn't kicked out for being English, but he was kicked out for being a bit of a bit, I don't know. Um, so I just thought I should terminate the interview there. Um, this is a very, very lovely stadium, and um, and it is really nice sitting in amongst the uh, Wolfsburg fans. And, and, oh, the worst we've got is bemused, bemused looks rather than anything else. It's been nice. Um, and I, I've done some research into Wolfsburg since you asked the question. <laughs> The, uh, <laughs> well, I thought the people have been there all day, but they've been there all day drinking, so they're judgment is a bit You have, there, so you've been asking some of the locals about the place, have you? You've been asking the locals about the place. 
No, I haven't asked in the Rovers. I've been asking uh, Everton fans who've been here longer, you know, about uh, okay. it's, um, it's just all... Um, yeah, it's not... It's, I mean, it, it gets to think it's kind of Germany's milk and cheese. Well, obviously, a German milk and cheese would be considerably classier than the English equivalent. And their football teams worked their way up through the league rather than uh, brought their way in. So um, they're, they're the comparisons then. And, uh, yeah... Oh, they're, they're emblems. I saw a Wolves earlier, as I mentioned, going in, but um, their actual mascot is a bit cartoon-esque. I can't help thinking that they could, uh, they could put a bit more gear into it. Um, they're also very interesting with the banners. They, they, they should have switched their banners around at the home end. So there was a whole load in about half of the first half. Commando Ultra, Weekend Brothers, and a bunch of others just appeared. And I, I look forward to this happening throughout the game, kind of advertising hoardings for... Ultra slogans flipping round. Yes, <laughs> they go. That's no ultra left behind. It's, uh, it's good. But, uh, so you're impressed with everything that you've seen so far? Yeah, I am. I, I mean, one thing I, I find a bit strange is the um, the payments for food you can't pay by cash. It's a bit like a fairground. Uh, yeah, I've had this. I've had this at Leverkusen as well. You have to buy a card and top it up you with money. Yeah, and then you end up being nice to some local who comes every week because there's two quid left on the card that you're never going to spend. Yeah. And it's not worth queuing at the end of the game. I went to see a Bundesliga game at Leverkusen, right? And I topped up my card with about 30 euros. God knows why. And then I started walking back to the railway station, got to the railway station, realised I'd left like about 25 euros on this card and had to walk back to the Leverkusen Stadium, the buy arena, to go and get my money. But I suppose it's, it's it's supposed to quicken things up. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like it's an, it's, it's an oyster card type system, isn't it? Mm. I, I, yes, I think, you know, if you're a local fan and it's local loyalty and you, you probably build up credit, you know, your fifth alcohol free market is free or something. I don't know how it works. It's, but, a, polit- um, it's a particularly yeah. bureaucratic way to get it away fans, isn't it? It's a particularly bureaucratic system. Like, it's a proper dig, isn't it? Ah, oh, yes, if you're new here or whatever, or you're away fans, you have to queue for ages to go and get your money topped up to a card you'll only ever use once. It's a particularly German dig. You can't pay money on a bus anymore, so we really can't on that one, I think. And if you buy too much booze and you forget, then, then that club gets your cash anyway. I quite like that. I quite like it. So, um, how's the first half been, Chris? Uh, we were, I did a lot of mistakes. So, like, that goal was um, like the only good thing that Ronald Lillard did. I mean, he did it very well. But um, I mean, it could be a turning point in the season, actually, because it kind of um, it was that good. Uh, worrying injury to McCartney. Just, I, I, I don't really want to talk about football because I mean, it, it, I was going to come here win lose. I was going to come without a ticket just for the whole European yeah. uh, cultural thing. So. Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed the first half because we won their off and it's... Um... So that, that leads... OK, so you, I mean, ignore the football. When did you... So you did actually travel without knowing whether or not you'd get a ticket? Uh, we were here at the end. I bought all the tickets to get here, the uh, trip from Berlin and the plane and everything. Yeah. I'd done that before I got a ticket. And yeah, we did know we were going to get... Well, there was a bit of a glitch, but we, we <coughs> did know we'd get a ticket in the end. Dear. And, um, yeah. But I would have come regardless, I think. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a good experience. It's, it's a nice thing to do. I say you get to travel, you get a place you wouldn't go to. You... Um, 
And there's been no sense of anything untoward whatsoever. We're not so happy to back again as we There are some police at the top there, Dan. Fantastic. Uh, those Robocop leggings that the German police have. Uh, yep. No, not, not so. But they, 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 they clearly, there was, a, there was a bunch of rare fans that were being herded a, a, around at one point, but that was, you know, I, I, don't, I think that was preparation. And there, are, there is a large police presence. There was a large police presence outside, but nothing, no, nothing untoward that I've heard of, anyway. Is there anything exciting in the way of half-term entertainment on the pitch? Warming up, and they, they had a bunch of adverts on the big screen. And oh, okay. I show you the carpet's goal now. Um, I, I imagine just announcements, you know. Uh, yeah. So, so no trying to kick a ball into a shed or anything. No trying to kick a ball into a shed. No, no Volkswagens being given away, sort of trying to sort of you know throw a ball into the sun through the sunroof. Yeah, it seems like a thing that, that, that Wolfsburg could do. Anyway, look, uh, I'm imagining it's getting quite close to kick off for the second half, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I am going to go get some, uh, some bricks, so I'll uh, see you next week. Excellent. Uh, lovely. Thanks, nice one, Chris. Thanks, to, uh, thanks for speaking to us all the way from Germany. Chris Roberts there. Excellent stuff. So, yeah. Hmm. Away fan on the way down. I'll tell you what, that was a cracking bit of reportage, actually. <laughs> I mean, you know, they've got the sound quality. It reminds me of like when Nixon put his patch through to make that call to Neil Armstrong and he's just landed on the moon. You know, there's that kind of wonderful yeah, disqualification. No, like, it really conveys that just sense of just that kind of the sort of streaming mass, you know, through the darkness and the kind of, you know, the sort of excitement, the kind of chaos and the sort of. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was, uh, yeah. Good. Definitely. I mean, normally these things, when they're done, they're far too professional, involve somebody standing in a fixed spot. And with a microphone and the sound quality being in a net reportage, and the most exciting thing you're likely to get is somebody making a kind of rude gesture in the background around the camera. You do like your lo-fi, don't you? I do like the lo-fi, and I thought that was that was that was not just a piece of reportage; that was an experience, (laughs) an audio experience. (laughs) It was nerve-wracking. It felt a field recording. Yeah, that's right. It was nerve-wracking. I had no idea. There's ominous little kind. Yeah, there's ominous little beeps. As if you're going to like lose connection altogether. But no, no. That's just Chris Robbins' fat on his on his keypad. He wrote, he wrote it through. That yeah. was excellent. That was another interesting point he made. I mean, he talks about, you know, we're talking about the travelling experience. Mm-hmm. Um, is, yeah, I mean, people do go en masse. And sometimes when people do that, it's, you know, safety in numbers and that sense of confidence you yeah. get that you can kind of, like, navigate through the, the um, unfamiliar sort of terrain of another country, whatever. And if you all sort of stick together. And that can sometimes be, at its worst, that can be potentially kind of hostile. But I think that what you know, what you don't, get, what you also get is people meeting up with other fans that milling yeah. around. You know, also that social confidence you get from being in a group. And I think that you know, you see it's all the time in football. You know, and people are sort of more emboldened to kind of talk to not just with numbers. beer because you know, not just with beer, but you know, just in large numbers. And I think people have genuinely good experiences. The sort of thing that's never on the news. You know, like this yeah. afternoon, you know, prior to the match, uh, there were fans from Dortmund and fans from Arsenal engaged in civilized chat and compared notes about the you know the fates of their teams over beers. Yeah. That never gets on the news, no. and and it's and it's an absolute commonplace of. Travelling, you know, you know exactly. Travelling I look, it's that's 
that's one of the I mean the, the it's the essence and also a large fault of the media isn't it mm, in the, mm. the sense that it, it reports yeah. on the unusual yeah, and it covers right, so, the unusual oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and doesn't you know yeah. I mean you know the every day football fans you know like jostling along like that and really kind of getting you know is no no news it's only news if there's mm. um, a bit of a tear up in and the of town course, square and of course we're policed mm. as though mm. the uh, the bad news yeah, is yeah. is the, uh, oh, the yeah. regular I mean, the regular I mean, the, the, the over-policing of football is just, mm. uh, it remains utterly absurd. Yeah, it's almost as though that's to make money. But that's mm. that's that's tangential, mm. isn't it? But, mm. uh, well, actually, no, let's let's complete the point. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, police can and do charge for policing oh, football absolutely. matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the more police that they send there, the mm. more they get paid. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they can kind of force drop mm. unreasonable policing requirements mm. and paid handsomely for yes, them. Absolutely. And by you know, it, football it, it, clubs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. When yeah. you know, ninety nine times out of a hundred most of these things go off without absolutely. Hitch. I mean this is it. It's a, it's a nice sort of jolly um you know that afternoon out for uh, you know the cops and their vans, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but yeah we're we're moving mm. on to something else now. But let's let's just sort of bring it back. I'm I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit more again about um, sort of Dortmund or just mm. travelling fans into the UK and London. You know, you see a lot of European travelling fans mm. um, coming in. Um, y- you do definitely see a lot of people in London treating the place as a big <coughs> day out, definitely. Mm. I mean, is that something that that's... It's almost... It's almost... I won't say unique, but... There's more to see here, isn't there, in London? So I kind of you get a false sense of what the travelling fan does. There, there is more to see. I think what you also get though in London, you see practically any sort of group of travelling Europeans, is yeah. that you can tell that like they've arrived with kind of high hopes and sort of you know seen the kind of wonderful town of London, and they've almost immediately been confronted with the prices of things. They realise how many euros they've got in it or, or, or pounds or whatever they've converted into their pocket, and then mm. they've got that slightly kind of crestfallen look that they're not going to be able to afford more than a couple of cups of coffee, and they were hoping their money would go a lot further. Really? Um, but that's a sort of sudden, there's a certain kind of look. The Germans would have a word for that. That, that what I just said then would be an entire compound noun. Yes. You know, that initial kind of euphoria that has been sort of buffeted by the disappointment of realising how damned expensive London is. Yeah. But nonetheless, they're going to try and make a day of it anyway, even if it involves, even if it involves sitting on the curb near Leicester Square. That entire sentence hyphenated yeah, wasn't exactly it? no but that, that could definitely be a kind of, that would be a for, for, you know, the Germans would have a single word for that indeed so um, let's have a break for mm. some music I'm going to play you some Todd Turia oh, this great. is this I, I've completely forgotten what it's called. Oh, That's particularly lame of it. It's Swingstar, of course it is. Pro to the last. Uh, this is Cafe Calcio on Resonance 104.4 FM. We'll be back very shortly.
Todd Turrier on Cafe Calcio there. You're listening to, indeed, Cafe Calcio. My name's Chris Dixon. This is Rhino 4.4 FM. I'm joined in the studio with uh, regular co-presenter David Stubbs. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks. Good. Thank you very much for telling us all. Um, so, we're talking about travelling away, and we're talking about travelling away in Europe as well. Now, I haven't seen Palace play in Europe, and I, I, there's this sort of dichotomy that mm. I feel about our support. And firstly, mm. I think, and I think this is about football supporters in general. And I think it's one of the things that people observe of footballers, of football fans from the outside that puts them off entirely mm. in intending a game. And that's that the behaviour that manifests itself as singing, chanting, sort of, there's the kind of, I use this word a lot in, 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 in support. You want visceral support. You want mm. to really know it's there and you want to feel that you're getting indeed what Chris Roberts to earlier and you referred to as well is that that input into what's mm. going on, that influence, you know, yeah. that, to support and also to barrack the other side and, and, and opposing fans. And when that manifests itself so strongly in a large group within a stadium, you feel proud of that and proud to be mm. part of that especially if that I mean win, lose and draw certainly but if you feel like you've definitely been that 12th man mm. that's that's fantastic and you kind of feel like giving you know everyone this sort of mutual pat on the back for that and and the team you know they let you know they come over they give you a clap or whatever mm. And, mm. And, and let you know that, that, that what you've done has been important to them and yeah. important to the result and then you leave the ground mm. And you just get all these little individual strands of all of that, which together make up something kind of in chorus, make up something yeah. that's really kind of formidable. Mm. It's, you know, it's a bit like when you used to get the great kind of, you know, the, the air horn and the claps and whatever, and it was glorious. It was, it was shimmering and glorious, a sonic kind of... What, the meh, 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 No, 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 no. Or... you get them all in, in Europe, where it was just oh, all no, going on what you mean. It or... was just relentless kind of sheet wave of drones. In, in Japan? Brilliant, yeah. But then you, get, you get those in, three but, but tonal... Then, yeah, I but see. But you just hear, like you say, you just hear those individually or whatever, on a sort of railway carriage, and, you yeah. know, and it is just like having a kind of very annoying duck quacking in your ear. Yes, um, and yes, yeah, so you get yes, this, 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 you're right about the duck. I mean, and is, that is a potential problem for me because I mm -hmm. do travel in Europe quite well, a bit. But the thing is, you see, yeah, and I know that it's embarrassing to witness behaviour like that mm -hmm. when. You know, you're either, you're having a chat with with mm. you know opposing fans or whatever, mm. and then you hear other people's <coughs> boorish conversations, mm. not even conversations, but opinion being mm. you know batted at, yeah. at other people, and and if you're taking that into Europe, and you're wearing the same shirt you or you're representing the same team, you do feel embarrassed by association. Yeah, yeah. And I know yeah. that if I was in Germany or France or anywhere. And to have that association, I'd, I'd feel mortified. Yeah. I'd feel absolutely mortified. It's also another problem is that, like, obviously there's only a sort of small handful of teams that are accustomed to making these little jaunts to Europe. Yeah. I mean, essentially looking at what Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea... Man City, Spurs, Liverpool. Did you Liverpool. mention Liverpool? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, they get nice and used to it. But um, and then beyond that, it really is just maybe sort of once every few years. I mean, even you know, Everton really don't make it very often. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe a team like Stoke might kind of make one little kind of modest incursion in the Full of looking like they're not going to get European Fulham. football anytime soon yeah. as well. Middlesbrough, you know, if you actually count down the number of people, the teams have actually sort of their, you know, over the last twenty years mm. that have had that kind of involvement. You know, it, then it's not very many. So obviously. 
you know, you, you, the, the, the supporters of the big of the big clubs or whatever will be kind of seasoned travellers. They'll have like you know they'll have done the whole thing once in a while. It'd be interesting to know. I mean, as obviously with Crystal Palace, with that particularly kind of intense, you know, sort of ultra sort of style support that you've got or whatever. Yeah. How that would pan out, it would be, you know, I mean, it could, it could be, it could be fabulous or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the, the thing is, is that me. we don't have, you know, they're not violent. No, no, They're no, not no. violent well, boys. No, no it's all the one. They're, little, yeah, you know, they're, yeah. they're just not. That's not what they're about. No. But indeed, but the thing is, is that the sense of occasion, the fact that if we were, touch mm. wood, don't want to jinx it at any point in the next, you know, near future mm. to get European football, to squeeze somehow into those mm. Europa League places... That first time, mm. it might kind of serve to augment that mm. boy, that you know, the laddishness from everyone. You know, mm. um, obviously they say don't travel without a ticket or whatever else. But Chris mm. Roberts earlier said, you know, it's two and a half thousand Everton tickets. He said he reckons that about six thousand travelled. Mm. You do go to just soak in the atmosphere a little bit, but mm. if it's your first time. Mm. I don't know. Is the chance of misbehaviour well, yeah. that that much greater, or or you know, do you just go along to enjoy it and hope that it it, it lasts? Even if it's you know, it's not like misbehaviour, perhaps kind of, yeah, just making the best of the whole experience or whatever. But do, what uh, I mean, I guess what I'm yeah. asking is, does making the best of the whole experience involve? Doing mm. it as hard as you can because mm. you know it might. I not think it's Crystal Palace because I think they might sort of do something. You know, not sort of like saying you know there might be a bunch of, bunch of naives who don't kind of go the way around town and start drinking too early and like mm. pass out before kicking. Not not that. And I wasn't really talking about that kind strong. of the naivety of like infrequent travellers. I'm just I, I think it's Crystal Palace because I think they would they have the potential to do something very special. You know, much as they do something very special in 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 the league or whatever and. Um, you know, not yeah, not suggesting for one moment actually that, mm. that it would be you know involve any sort of no, I, I but any aggro. I'm I'm yeah. not. I just I just think that there's the possibility that if you know if you go away and it's your first mm. time, then you do possibly just sort of mm. and, and that and and of course the urge that we have as a club to kind of really show our presence in a mm. in a positive way would manifest itself in violence. I don't think. No, 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 no. I no. just. Might. Just, just you know. Again, I'm referring back to that feeling of, of course, there is a possibility of, of embarrassment. There is in the, people the, the, that haven't, uh, that don't sort of travel that often. <coughs> well, yeah, there is that, but it's also a possibility. If they shut did, up. Yeah, <laughs> if they did, did do, you know, if they did sort, I don't know, sort of come and do, you know, like make the, you know, their presence felt in a very organised sort of way. Of course, that might, you know, even if they don't have any violent intentions, of course, it might raise the hackles of like local twitchy police or whatever. There's always. Stuff I like can that. imagine the local police um, of, of Croydon uh, mm. having. Contact with their French or German counterparts. Oh, you need to watch these. They're troublemakers. Mm. No, they're not. No, no. Oh, hum. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, it's a fear. Mm. It is a fear, and I don't. It, you know, it, it'll probably never happen anyway. The, the very notion of Crystal Palace playing European mm. football—it's—it's it's just silly. It's mm. just absolutely silly. You yeah, know, yeah. It's much more likely yeah. that, that we'll, we'll finish seventeenth this season, and then we'll we'll head back down to the mm. depths of the second tier. Uh, mm. in, you know, and 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 then it, it won't be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. But no, it'd be better for football, wouldn't it, David? It'd but be no, better but, but, for football you know, if we did. Of course, it would. Of course, it would. But you know, Chris got it right. Though I think that there's such an important aspect of the thing is. Is making contacts with other fans, comparing mm. notes. Not just you know, and it's not just in the kind of like sort of Christmas, you know, sort of football match between you know soldiers on the kind of yeah. you know in nineteen fourteen or anything like that. It's just as a genuine, you know. I mean, beyond that, it's not just sort of being friendly. It's just genuine it's a, exchange yeah. of 
notes, making comparison notes. You know, how how is it? You know, just getting a sort of becoming educated. You know, about um, you know what the footballing experience is like in you know, other clubs or whatever. Yeah. You know, and getting a sense of like. And also getting a sense of, you know, the way things are done, you know, in other countries, you know, because I think that, you know, supporters are increased, you know, are, you know, I think they're kind of very sort of educated in that respect, you know, and kind of erudite or whatever. And, you know, and quite often they're sort of quite, you know, good at sort of campaigning, using this basis, you know, sort of campaigning, you know. Because it, as a hobby, it, it, it does actually offer you a good excuse to just get little bite-sized mm. sort of experiences mm. of, ev- of everything and everywhere. It's a damn good excuse to go travelling. Mm. It mm. really, really is. You know, I mean, I've following Palace, I've seen all sorts... I've, I've seen the country mm. that we don't travel that much here. Mm. We really, really don't. You know, no, for, no. Mo- for most, a lot of people, no. Manchester is a long way away. It's yeah. not. It's it's just over two hours on the train, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You can. It's that. It's an excellent sort of excuse or reason to go and check places out, and and then you, you get a bit of. Well, obviously, you get some passionate entertainment. Hopefully, out yeah. of the out of that as well, and it's just that you can't. When you're travelling, you you do get this sort of um, you really do get this sense of that you are sort of experiencing and that you are growing something, whilst mm. with also combining it with with that sort of love. And mm. there isn't there isn't much else that 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 does those two things in tandem. Yeah. It makes you think, really. It is and again, it is a shame that in fact that the teams that do most of the travelling are just this sort of usual suspects. It'd be great if you. This is great. You have things like the um, Texaco Cup and the Ang- this is. Going way back was it the, the Fairs Cup or something? I mean, you know, you had teams like Blackpool playing against and beating Bologna, you know. Mm. Um, this is back in 1971. It'd be great if you had, like, more kind of exchange, you know, sort of thing that, that, that enable kind of people yeah. to... Um, so that the clubs hmm, further down the, some sort of further down the pyramid... Rather just sort of ad hoc friendlies, you know, yeah. have something whereby people get to have that experience of sort of travelling. Yeah, yeah, you, you do. It's... It's expensive, though, isn't it? Not the, for the mm. fans, but for the clubs, mm. because you have to pay. You know, I mean, if there were, it's a, it's a nice, it's a very nice social mm. idea to have sort of like mm. a, a pool of, of of money from UEFA, mm. where you do have third tier, fourth tier, or whatever clubs going on and playing at that at mm. that level. I mean, it's unusual in the UK though, because because we do have so many football clubs in such a small mm. in such a I mean, small the Europa, small Club, the, the Europa Cup itself is very, very inclusive. I mean, it's astonishing, you know, after like several months, they seem to have got whittled down to the last 64 or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, but, um, but yeah, and obviously kind of you know, um, fans of the big clubs, we can get kind of a bit snooty and sneery about the Europa Club. Whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think that probably it does to some degree, you know, mm. fulfill that function, you know. Um, it's just that even even at the Europe Cup level, it still seems to be the same as we Spurs or Everton. So. Shame though, isn't it? Because clubs don't <coughs> seem to clubs don't mm. seem to like it. Mm. That you know the amount of travelling and the distances that you de- that you have mm. to travel and mm. the number of games that you've got in the Europa League, mm. it's, it's quite heavy. Well, it's hard because you know, as obviously football has got to a level, you know, where people sometimes find it hard just to enjoy the game for its own sake or the whole experience for its own sake. You know, mm. I mean, you know, Chris is out there right now, you know, having an experience for its own sake. I don't think his enjoyment of the whole thing is contingent on whether Everton can hold on to that lead um, necessarily. I mean, it's... Um, Which is a good question yeah. to ask right now. Are they? Mm. I'm going the wrong way up the page. Yes, they are. Mm. Mm. Um, what, but what I mean, the clubs themselves, I mean, you know, flying out to St. Petersburg or Vladivostok or whatever, mm. hang on, 
Actually, that's a very good point. Vladivostok, can they even make the Europa League? Mm. Are they allowed to? Because they play in Russia. Mm. They could qualify. I mean, I may be talking about something that already exists, but I think it would be great to have kind of football exchanges where the real purpose of the thing is the exchanging experience. You know, the, mm. the, 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 Outside the of the, competition. the pre-match, for yeah, the pre-season yeah. friendlies. The, 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 you know, the, 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 and, and that's the real experience. It's just for fans to meet fans from other places and just to get to see how the other half supports, as it were, how the, how, how, what life is like as a supporter in other places. I mean, that's... I wonder if that's something that could be possible. Mm. I mean, that's the real purpose of the thing. F- Not and the football FIFA game is, some... is just really just you know an exhibition thing. Whatever, it's friendly doesn't really. Um... No, indeed. Mm. Yeah, but you you get that with sort of one or two European friendlies a season where you mm. can actually just go and watch Mansfield Town or whatever mm. else instead of playing Concord Rangers in the <coughs> FA Cup, which is of course a, mm. a, a particularly valid game. Mm. You know, to be go out and. and Playing Braunschweig or something, yeah, or, yeah. or some sort of yeah. third tier, second side for Wolfsburg. Indeed, just to get that experience, it, mm. it sounds like a goer, David. Well, you know, I don't know. You know, I mean, it, you know, it's, you know, coming from you know the chaps from Dulwich the other week, yeah. and, and and that clearly so much of what they're doing is, it, you know, it is about kind of cultivating the experience, the experience of being sport, the experience mm. of being involved in the club, and and that is the, the kind of the uppermost thing, really. You know, there isn't this sort of slightly mean-spirited attached thing where, that probably that someone like me is frankly with the team Arsenal where it really is contingent on how well they do Don't you feel the urge to go and watch them overseas? You've had you know there's plenty of chance yeah, you've I had mean, you know, There's every chance I'll go over to um, because, Brussels, but, Brussels, yeah, uh, Brussels next year and I'm taking a game at Bruges or something like that yeah, definitely because, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well you know well, Arsenal in the Europa oh, League. Arsenal. No, 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 just whoever and whatever. But, yeah. but no, yeah. I, I mean, I don't mean, I don't mean for the sake, but just to follow Arsenal, just to see if you can, in doing mm. that, in travelling abroad, that you don't feel quite as detached as you as you can do, and that you would. You, is it something yeah. that you've ever considered well, I mean, doing? No, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's as, as ever, of course. You know, it's the expense of these things, mm. really, isn't it? I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, I imagine that a lot of people simply that do this. I mean, they, they plow they everything just, into. They just plow everything into. You know, they yeah. would just grim and save and just. Um, yeah, yeah. Because um, it doesn't have to be that expensive. No, no. You know, if you know where the fixtures are or whatever, you can, you can, you can do it. Yeah, you know, it is a relatively true, yeah. inexpensive thing to do. Yeah. Because you know, you're not staying there that long. Mm. You know, my... there's a possibility that we'll be doing something next year in in in, in Belgium, and mm. probably won't necessarily involve Arsenal. You know, but it will. You know, I think probably the more interesting thing will just be um, a sense of you know just the experience. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Travel, go and see mm. your football club. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. If, you, if you have the privilege to do so. Mm. Um, then and you know, early it. on, it's almost like talking that the real meaning of this might be if you know that if you don't peel away and sort of take in the museum, you know, then perhaps the whole thing has been culturally worthless. And well, I don't think that's true at all. Actually, no. really, to be honest, you know, I think that it's actually a culturally worthwhile As, thing if you take the time and trouble to sort of talk to other fans, get a sense of. That, that's that's the experience, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I mean, I, I I'm guessing that a lot of people do feel that um, they do go, you know, not to do that in any way, shape, or form, right? Mm. So you simply, you know, it, it's almost like talking to the enemy, mm. as it were, you mm. know. And I think there are fans that do just sort of go out there, be loud, as loud as proud as possible, as it were, mm. uh, to use that as a euphemism. But mm. yeah. It, it doesn't have to be that way at all. No, no, yeah. Cool. Uh, we're nearly out of time. David yeah. Stubbs, um, right. have, have, you, have you anything to say? 
have anything to say. Um, anything to oh, say. Oh, there you go, yes. This is, this is one that's um, making it warm for a while. But um, when I was a lad, one of my favourite comic strips in JAG magazine. JAG magazine. JAG magazine, later incorporated into Tiger. Tiger and Jazz. <laughs> which then, Tiger was then swallowed up by Scorcher. It was Tiger and Scorcher. Anyway, so anyway. Anyway, anyway one of my favourite um, strips was called Football Family Robinson. The team's name was Thatcham United, and they consisted Thatcham. of Thatcham, as yeah. in that town just out nearby Reading. Yeah, well, no, anyway, Thatcham, Thatcham, okay. Thatcham United, and they consisted entirely of members of the same extended family. Outsiders were forbidden. Their present stroke manager, Mar Robinson, was a formidable old matriarch, liable to give her brood the rough side of her tongue at half time. <laughs> Their forward line was led by Pa Robinson, a grizzled but nonetheless free-scoring veteran who insisted on taking to the pitch in a battered bowler hat. This was as much in contravention of FA regulations as was Thatcham's United's strict family members only selection policy. However, none of this stopped them reaching and winning the League Cup final in 1970. <laughs> they did. Yeah, the fictional Thatcham United represented the fictional antithesis to the sadly all too real Manchester City, whose unrestricted selection of global superstars gives them a cruel advantage over all but Chelsea, thanks to their oil gotten millions. Oil gotten, did you see oil, what I did there? Yeah. Oil gotten. That, you've done oil, that. Oil gotten gain. See what I did there? Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Which is why one must relish every bump of their thus far turbulent season. However, we can take further heart from the current success of Mick McCarthy's Ipswich Town, with every chance of achieving promotion to the Premier League this season on a squad assembled for just £10,000. In these elitist, <laughs> mercenary times, this is a phenomenon almost as worth cheering as McCarthy himself taking to the pitch in a bowler hat. There we go. Yeah. Almost not a rant there. Yeah, yeah. No, just, no, just something. A rumination. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. A bit of a thought. Mm. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, ten thousand pounds. Apparently so. Yeah, was a, I mean that's ridiculous. I mean, I know, just in terms of like you know, <coughs> um, people that brought in you know, apprentices. Yeah, you didn't need to. Yeah, yeah, you didn't absolutely. need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually a team that's been. It's good when that happens. Yeah. Right. So that is all we have time for tonight. Um, firstly, I must <coughs> thank. Chris Roberts, who can't mm. say thank you back again because he's enjoying his football. He was, he was a bit of a star there, wasn't he, Chris? Oh, you know, not with us, but the um, but, but, but a role guest there. appearance. Yeah, certainly. Uh, thank you, David Stubbs. Thank you. Um, thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening uh, out there. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, so cafecalcho at gmail.com or tweet at cafecalcho. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we leave you as ever with a tune. You know by now I'm a massive fan of Machine Drum. This is from the latest mm. Vapor City archives. This is more than friends uh, and until next time this is Chris Dixon and Cafe Calcio saying good night good morning good whenever wherever you are and we'll speak to you soon